Ready? Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode 5-6, and we're your hosts. I'm Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernet. And every week we get together, we find some great, great video game music, and we, uh, we talk about it, we talk about the games, we, we talk about the music and the composers, and we just have a good time. And that's pretty much what it's all about, really, though I think it's hilarious that, well, hilarious or ironic, that the topic we chose is not being smiled upon by the great outside, as it were, because oh, yeah, yeah. it is very overcast, drizzly, and cloudy. Well, our topic this week is sky and air stages in games, and... So not necessarily like like a shooter where it all takes place in the sky, but a section of the game that's in the sky. That's, that's kind of how I took it. Pretty much here too. It's just, just it doesn't have to be a flying stage or anything of the sort. But hey, if the environment is above the clouds, I might be shooting ourselves in the foot depending on the track. But if it's above ah, that's the right. clouds, yeah, yeah. it counts. It's around. Yeah, yeah. If it's in the sky somehow. I kind of went for it. If it's in the sky, it caught your eye. <laughs> if it's on the ground, go around. Go around. <laughs> That's so good. Um, yeah, so top of the show, I want to mention that um, we are coming up on our year, full year of Rhythm and Pixels. Which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, barring one particular episode, I don't think we've missed a single one. No, every Monday. Yeah, again, you can listen to us. Every Monday, listening to great video game music. And we'll get into the video game music in a second. But um, yeah, we have some special guests coming up in the next few weeks. We have some special episodes coming up. I'm real excited. Um, and Halloween! Halloween? Oh my gosh, oh, I didn't even mention that. Yeah, so we have that. we're going to have a, a spooktacular because we, we release music every Monday. And, and Halloween's going to be on a Monday. So I'm real excited about doing Halloween music. I don't usually do costumes, but I'm just for that episode. I might put a bowl on my head and bite into a sandwich. I don't know. Just for the episode. It's 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 Monday, right? So do kids go trick or treating on the school night? Do they do they did that change? To my knowledge, they still do it on Halloween night, regardless of the day. Okay. I mean, if your neighborhood ends up doing something different, it might be like an ordinance that goes around. They might leave like a post-it or something. Yeah, on your door. I have no idea. We when we lived in a condo, we didn't have any kids in the condo, so no one ever came by our house. Now we're in a neighborhood. You're exposed know. to the streets. Yeah, we're on the streets now. It's going to be a challenge. There's a lot of kids out here. I, I don't know. Um, we're thinking about just eating a lot of candy, but. Nah, you got to get all in, man. You got to put decorations up, maybe wear a Freddy Krueger costume and sell on the porch and freak the children out. I'm no. not going to dress up, but no, we're going to, we're thinking of putting some lights up and stuff like that. It should be fun. Yeah. yeah. Go all in, man. Make it, you're, you're, you're a neighborhood family now. You got to make it stink. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something different. We, something very different. I haven't really experienced in a long time. And speaking of uh, Halloween, just to throw it out there early in the episode. Yeah. If you guys are out there playing any spooky, creepy, or downright ominous games, let us know. You'll get the content information by the end of the episode if you don't already have it, mind you. But we want to know. We want to know what kind of crazy, creepy stuff you're doing for Shocktober. Yeah, I want to know what scares you. What, what frightens you? Moldy bread. And then we'll then we'll know, and then we'll be in your head. Moldy bread scares you. Doesn't it scare you? No. Yeah. Well, I'm eating moldy bread. Like if you didn't know that bread was moldy, and then you put it in your mouth, that's more gross, though. Clusters of insects. Okay, that's no. Nah, that still just creeps me out. Yeah, that's the thing. It creeps you out, scares you. you know? think, Gives you the jiddly jiddly. I think everyone's scared by different things. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, that's that's weeks from now. <laughs> this is fun. This is this is going to be like Sky Stages have have like a, a certain quality to it, and so I'm going to play uh, my first track, which I believe has a very sky sky quality air airy. It's very airy and fluffy. <laughs> oh, this will be interesting. You're going with fluffy, fluffy. I don't know. It's um <laughs> fluffy. This is from the Famicom game Yume Penguin Monogatari um, from the uh, for the Nintendo Famicom, 
This is a Konami title, and this is stage two, and it's just the airplane. This is the airplane stage. So it's normally a side-scroller, but this takes place in the sky. So from the game Yumei Penguin Monogatari, this is stage two. This is stage two airplane from the game you may manguin you may you may manguin you may manguin you may penguin monogatari for the famicom by katsuhiko suzuki and atsushi fujio this is uh this is a great track it's very it's got the air like quality don't you think it's like in the sky this is a sky track yeah, I was saying earlier while I was playing that it reminded me heavily of, if you guys have heard of it, the game Roller Games, and it sounds as if, if there was a level in the game, that game that took place on like a, like a sky rink or on some sort of floating construction, I don't know, something elevated. <laughs> anyway, yeah, point it's it sounds like Roller Games music. Yeah, it's, both, both are Konami. I think they're both Katsuhiko Suzuki. I'll, I'll have to double check that. Now, um, Penguin uh, Monogatari is very very strange it's very japanese um so it's a side scrolling game you're a penguin and then in this stage it turns into a, a scrolling horizontal shooter and he, uh pento is the name of, of your of the main protagonist and he is in also the game uh parodius so he's one of the parodius uh like choosable characters not to be confused with otomedius which no <laughs> Or sexy parodius da, <laughs> parodius da. Um, so in this game, you are Pento, and your girlfriend Pinko, the pink penguin, dumps you because you are too fat. But that's the point. That's the point of the game. So you don't have like a life meter; you have a fitness meter, and you have to go through the game, eating, uh, drinking like diet colas, and getting healthy items to slim down, so that uh, your girlfriend will take you back. <laughs> What? And as you get hit, you get fatter and fatter. This is this is no joke, man. I was assuming this was going to be kind of like how like Yoshi's like Yoshi's story was how you could uh they would have fruit lying around the map, but there was like fattening food items and maybe healthier food items. You want to dodge the fattening stuff. Yeah, yeah you want to like, especially in this flying stage, you want to dodge dodge the, the bad stuff. And if you fall in the water, you get fat and you die. If you get hit by too many enemies, you get fat and you die. Because apparently, <laughs> water means you'll just drink the water until you explode. Yeah, uh, pink. Not a nice, not a nice penguin at all, and I don't know why Pento um, is so hung up on her. But I can kind of understand why. But she's still a jerk. Still a, <laughs> still a jerk. I saw, I saw like a clip of it when he, when Rob first mentioned the game to me, and it was actually right after this stage, and the cur- the girl penguin's like, okay. Now, the next level, the next place I'll be is at the top of a giant cake. <laughs> but the cake is under construction, and you have 125 seconds. And he's like, okay! <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it, there was some oddness there. Yeah, it's very, very strange, very Japanese. It's a lot of fun. It's, a, it's a very cool game. Like, the, the animation's awesome. This music, the, all, the entire soundtrack is just is fantastic. Like, this is... It's so much going on. It's got that classic Konami sound. It's got this cool uh, drum samples going on. It's a really great track. And it's been translated, so if you're down with the emulation base, 
Look it up. Oh yeah, yeah. Check out the fan translations. It's it's really really cool. But I thought this would be a great way to to, to kick off the episode, inject a little bit of energy. You succeeded right, thusly. So, so what's what is your first track? I guess I'll stay on the NES kick since I actually have an NES game on my list, and I also think we may have even had it on the show before, but can't have too much of a good thing. Mm. Except Rystar. So, um, <laughs> I am going to go with this particular choice from the game Little Nemo, the Dream Master. Great, great. And the track is from the stage Cloud Ruins, which I believe was the fifth one. But Yeah, I think you might be right. So, have at it. show this is the cloud ruins from the game little nemo dream master the <laughs> the dream master <laughs> <laughs> i just felt like doing it i had a little sideshow bob in me there um oh i like that so much written and composed by junko tamia oh this is a this is a classic capcom track i love it yes it's it's, it's, it's kind of funny too because the music is bouncy and kind of energetic the level look wise is airy kind of light and fun but the actual practice of doing the stage is a frustration in and of itself there's an auto scrolling up and an auto scrolling down segment it is brutal and while the track was playing i started to get a little nostalgic about the game again and i totally forgot well i didn't really forget so much i didn't <laughs> think about it how creepy the premise of this whole game it's is. odd, yeah, for sure. I love the game, mm -hmm. but you really are a kid in pajamas that is going around roofing animals. <laughs> Wild animals, because no, no, otherwise no. they would kill, they, they do attack you no, if you don't feed them. If you see the size, yeah, they do, it's true. But to see the size of that candy, it's so big. What they, they are, They've eaten so much that they have to take a nap. Yeah, he he roofies them with giant right. candy. It's so much sugar that they just crash and they fall asleep. And then, and then depending on the animal, it can get it can be different. Like if it's the gorilla, he climbs the gorilla's back and it punches. If it's the <laughs> lizard, he climbs the lizard's back and he can walk up walls. If it's the frog, he actually stretches the frog's mouth out, <laughs> climbs inside of it. And hops around. If it's the mole, he skins the mole yeah. and <laughs> takes his he takes his skin and uses his claws to burrow. Uh, how, then what happens with the bee? The bee, he has, the bee is bad. Well, it's a giant bee to start, but right. he basically skins the bee. He <laughs> takes the bee's clothes or his his entire outer shell and wears it. I, I think it's I think the game is really clever, and 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 that you get to choose all of these different. Uh, suits of animals. Yeah, it's very clever. But you don't even get like an actual like he gets the uh, you get this wand staff to actually attack, but not until the very very end of the game. Yeah, it's like the only truly aggressive stage that kind of pushes aggression because yeah. you can probably beat the entire game without ever attacking anything if you want it. Aside yeah, from that last stage. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I, I played through this um, actually two years ago. I played through. I had a had a couple of flights. Um, so I just played this on the airplane, and it was God. It's so it just take, takes me back to like my childhood, and then the music, you especially roof, around roofing animals, and playing Little Nemo. <laughs> okay, I've well, always loved animals. I, I have to agree with that. Animals are awesome, and Little Nemo really does have hold a special place in my heart. Even before I learned it was based on an existing property, it was just an yeah, awesome yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, but it's just the whole the whole soundtrack is just really really great. Love this music. So hopefully this was a good choice for Oh, this is an excellent love. choice. Okay, I want to take us into 16-bit territory. Uh -oh. Some blast processing. <laughs> blast off processing. This is why you want a Genesis over a Super Nintendo. Right. <laughs> 
So we are going to listen to... Um, I'm going to go with one of my favorites, Gunstar Heroes, and one of my favorite composers, Kazuo Hanzawa. This is called Stars Too High for the Sega Genesis. Da-na-na-na. This is Stars Too High from the game Gunstar Heroes for the Sega Genesis by the composer Kazuo Hanzawa. This is a cool track, don't you think? I like it a lot, and I'm embarrassed to admit that my experience with Gunstar Heroes is very limited. It's so, so rare. It's so rare that I've played a game that you haven't. This is it's just it's how I roll. Like I've always liked treasure, but well, not always, but no, I will go with it. I always liked Treasure, but didn't know what Treasure's games were. It was like, I liked Dynamite Heady. Didn't know it was a Treasure game. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, for example. But when I learned about Treasure, I learned this was one of their games. And by that point, we were like into the like Gunstar, sorry, Guardian Heroes age and stuff like that. Oh, right, so. right. Yeah, this, um, I didn't play this when it came out, but I was getting into collecting and playing retro games when I was in high school. And this is one of them that was like really really difficult to find and I, had, I found a couple copies of it for a few dollars at like a garage sale and I just fell in love with this game it's really difficult but it's very very cool and, and the soundtrack is just very complicated because Uo Hanzawa has this really distinctive almost frenetic type sound to it with a lot of like sweeping um, notes it's just amazing how much he can pull out of the hardware there's like it sounds like there's a lot more going on well Considering how much is going on with the game itself, yes, the, game. the music does have to match. Yeah, so you can do a, like it's a side-scrolling shooter where you're running around shooting, uh, but you can like you can slide, you can you can grab onto this onto like the, the the ceiling and you can jump around. It's two-player. You can jump on top of each other and throw each other. You can pick up enemies and throw them at each other. But the main uh, the main uh, mechanic of this game is the gun that you have. You can collect power-ups and the way you combine. I think of the two different power-ups changes your your gun type, and you can kind of flip them around and Ooh. shoot in eight different directions. It's it's a lot going on. I like and the it's sound just, of that. It's just a really cool, really cool game. Like, I think it's one of the gems of the Sega Genesis. Well, we were talking about before leaving that I was going to have to make you sit down with roller games for five minutes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll have to try Gunstar Heroes in the very near future, too. Yeah, I can't believe I've never played roller games. Me neither, because just like how I mentioned, I think I mentioned Mushio on this show, or it was somewhere I mentioned it, but uh, just like that one, Roller Games and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers beat them up. They were like the gems of my Salvation Army recreation <laughs> days. I would go there and check those specific games out and just play them over and over again. Hmm. So good. So, yeah, I feel like... I feel like I've I've been I've had like one or two tracks from roller games. Like I keep meaning to put on the show, but like the the topics have never really worked out for them. So I just never got a chance to play them. You know what that means? You gotta choose a topic that's centered around the track you want to play. <laughs> I have to go back and figure out what they are. You like the jungle stage? Tropical tracks. Boom. Wait, so you rollerblade through the jungle? There's a level where you're in the jungle. You rollerblade through the jungle. Well, it's roller game. Well. 
let's pick the next song and then we can talk about okay, we know about yeah I'll talk about it later anyway well this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't want to say more about it it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, your pick alright um, I don't have a 16 bit track but I do have a track that my friend David will hate um, I, I love these tracks that your friend hates <laughs> <laughs> well you're about to hear one it's from the game Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters i.e. the second game of the Kid Icarus line um, and the track is from the Sky Palace stage no particular title, just Sky Palace. And I have no idea who composed this track. Um, uh, neither do I, actually. I did I did a bit of research, and it's still unknown. So um, I might have to look after the show a little bit deeper. But I, 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 everything I can find is just unknown. So here's the mysterious Sky Palace track from the game Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters. Hope you like it. back you're listening to an excellent track sky palace from kid icarus it's so rhythmic i love it it's so good like it sounds odd right now for me because i've obviously i've only really heard it on you know game boy speakers or likely off of my cell phone which is also playing mono yeah but like from the Game Boy speakers and from your cell phone you don't get that awesome stereo effect which is something that the Game Boy is just has that the NES didn't have you know it's, it's and it sounds great I love those it's almost like a call and response from like the left channel to the right channel it's really fun yeah I'm digging it and like this track I've played this level so many times growing up because uh like I said it's a it's a semi sequel to the first Kid Icarus but it's more like how they did a lot of Game Boy games back then where it was like they just came up with some hokey plot to have you do the exact t- t- <laughs> I guess he's showing me the box art. The box art. It's like this weird snake on the cover. The snake is giving him the eyes. Like and egg then, girl. And then the dude with the, the cyclops. Oh, the eggplant wizard. Yeah, he's giving him the one eye. Oh, eggplant wizard was the beast. No one, you didn't want to screw with him. He was a jerk. But they, they're all looking at him like they've just had, um, you know. They've been Cupid arrowed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, oh, oh, oh. oh. Because I got distracted by him and his weird snakeisms. Anyway, <laughs> point like um, the first kid—it's basically a retread of the first Kid Icarus game, but they gave it a hokey plot to give you an excuse to do the same stages again. Mm. But all the stages are done to be a little bit nicer. They added a few room features. If you're familiar with how Kid Icarus played, and the biggest change of the game was mm. the original boss was Medusa, and you had to fly through the Sky Palace in like a sort of shooter level on the NES game. But on the Game Boy game, it's a guy named Orcos, and it's a long stage of like, it's like an actual platforming stage, like similar to how World 2 is. Okay. And it was very unexpected for me, and you get to do it with the three sacred treasure items equipped. So it was an awesome level to come across as a last stage in the game. It felt completely brand new, given that you played kind of a retread throughout prior to that. So... I wonder if anybody else has not played this game, you really should give it a shot, even if it's from an old console like the Game Boy. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. A lot, of, a lot of these older older Game Boy games are a lot of fun. Oh, another funny fact I just learned while looking up this game: this game is made by the guy who created the Game Boy too, which I did not even realize. Oh, right, right. Gunpei. Gunpei. Yeah. Gun, Gunpei Yukoi, Yokoi or Yokoi? I can't get the. I'm terrible with pronunciation. Yeah, so I don't know the, the composer of this one, but the, the original Kid Icarus is classic, classic Hiro Kazu Tanaka. Impossible! He did this and just didn't credit himself. I don't know. That, that's the thing with a lot of these 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 um, older 
Japanese games. Like they didn't, they just didn't think to credit the composer all the time, or or they were like, okay, there's four composers, and they, and they credited them all, but you don't know who did what. You know, they just it just it just wasn't very precise. Or to give them hokey names like. Composed like say screen player G. Yeah. <laughs> like who's G? Yeah, yeah, Bun Bun. <laughs> yeah, Bun Bun. I've seen he's the Capcom one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, anyway, yeah, it's just you know they use these 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 nicknames and you know there you go. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna move on to my last track, staying in the Sega Genesis. I'm going into the Rocket Knight Adventures. This is Stage Four. Um, it takes place in the sky. And it's for the Sega Genesis by Masanori Aouchi, Hiroshi Kobayashi, and Masanori Adachi, and Akihara and Michiro Yamane. This is Rocket Knight Adventures, Stage 4. This is the where is it at? Stage four. <laughs> the there it is. Yeah, I got it now. Stage four: the flying battleship from the game Rocket Knight Adventures for the Sega Genesis. Masanori Auchi, Hiroshi Kobayashi, and Masanori Adachi. I was very happy when Rob mentioned that he picked a track from this game, and when he mentioned Stage Four, it immediately came back to me what track he was going to pick and everything, because the soundtrack from this game is immaculate. Oh yeah, it's. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Also, Akihata and Michiro Yamane, because this is a Konami-produced uh, uh, game. And, man, God, it's just such a jazzy, like... I, and I love this section right here. <laughs> it just sounds so cool. It's, it's one of those sounds that you get out of the Sega Genesis. You know, it's just... It just sounds so neat to me. It's very unique in its own way. Like, I... I don't know, like... It sounds, I mean, I guess the overall OST had a lot of tracks like this, but it sounds yeah, very, very unlike a traditional game track with the number of changes that it makes. It's got a, like you said earlier, it has like a jazzy vibe yeah, to it. Yeah, it's got like a big band kind of thing going on. It's also, maybe I'm off, but it also would fit because of the style of the game was, but does it kind of make you think like a Disney game? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, but very, yeah, because it's very... I guess just Disney-y, you know, it's got Disney-y. <laughs> Disney qualities. Yeah, like, it feels like a roller coaster, like a, yeah, like a ride, like this is a ride. Yeah, well, given the nature of the game, while you're in for a ride, <laughs> boosting and bouncing off every blasted thing in sight, it's just gorgeous. And then they released Sparkster later, which was still good, but not as good. Yeah, so Sparkster's the name of the, was he a possum? Yeah, he's a rocket possum. <laughs> rocket possum. It's really awesome. He gets like a jetpack and he shoots around. And he's got and a, he has sword. a sword. Yeah, and he's got like little uh, little goggles. That's really cute. Yeah, he uses the goggles when he does like more of the full full flight stages when he's propelling through like a shooter style stage. So, but it's just yeah, it's a gem. And this is, I think this was also during the age of you know animal mascot games. Left. Yeah, yeah, a lot of mascot games. So, but yeah, they're fun though. I mean, really yeah, cool. and this was like one of the only ones where it didn't have the animal's name. In the title, oh, that's for a lot true. Of people thought his name was Rocket Knight. <laughs> that's what I thought too. But like, actually, on the box it says featuring Sparkster, and that's that's the dude, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. so there's a lot of of these 
um, kind of franchise mascot of the system wannabes. So let's say Sparkster and Bubsy got into uh, an argument. And then Sparkster would win because Bubsy is worthless. <laughs> Bubsy just, really has no, no that's good qualities. R- that is rough. He can't... Ask anybody. Bubsy has no value. Okay. Okay, now put Sparkster against Crash Bandicoot. Crash has no value. Which, for the record, though, he's actually coming back. Crash so, Bandicoot. So he's got back. some value if he's coming back. Well, he's going to be in a Skylanders game, so take that for what you will. Skylanders has no value. Well, tell that to Activision. <laughs> They're making money hand over fist. Oh, yeah. I'm just running away from the series, finally. Any of those, like, collectible things, like, forget about it. Too much. They are fading away now, it looks like, though. They're finally losing that profitability. What about Disney's got one, too, right? Disney's failed. Uh, really? They're done with it? Yeah, Disney Infinity failed. They uh, uh, shut down the whole studio. Wow. And Disney pulled out of games entirely. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but at the same time, I would have been happy if they just stayed Skylanders and left it at that because nobody to my personal no one's come along to truly revolutionize or enhance the value of those games which means to me that Skylanders still did it best right so like I thought it'd be cool if they took the same figures and made different games around them so like Take Skylanders figures, for example. Oh, no, Amiibos. Go with Amiibos, okay? Are they still around? Oh, they're still around. Because yeah, a lot of people buy Amiibos thing, because yeah. they're Nintendo figures, not because of what game impact Oh, right, right. Has. They just want to have, like, a little, like, Zelda guy. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, imagine if you had a bunch of Amiibos, and you could put them in a role-playing game, or a party game, or any number of different style games that use the same toys. But instead, what they do is they make games that really don't need them at all, and then they give them some really dopey feature, like, as a costume to your guy. Uh, that's like, kinda... make amiibo games. Like games, like, so you could put, like, you know, you put Link in roller games. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. Like, if it was a role-playing game, or, it would just give yeah. them different abilities. You put Luigi in Taboo, The Sixth Sense. He'd probably excel in that game, <laughs> whether you believe it or not. Luigi's got some hidden potential there. You guys are looking, not acknowledging. I'm not sure. You've seen that mean mug from the from years past. Uh, Dick Tracy inside of Where's Waldo. Well, first we need his amiibo, but the possibility right. is there. Right? Who framed Roger Rabbit and Bomberman? Roger Rabbit would be right at home. He's a toon. He's a toon. He's a toon. He's a toon. Don't forget about it. He's a toon. All right. What's your last track? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to play a Magic Knight of Rare Earth. Magic Knight Rare Earth. So is that, isn't that, an, wasn't that, that, wasn't that an anime series or a manga series? It was. Rare the game yeah. itself is a retelling of the manga series or the, uh, the story from that. So, and it is a very good game. Um, it's a rarity, but it's a very good game. Um, the track itself is called Labyrinth in the Sky. Hmm. It's from being Magic Knight Rare Earth. Sega Saturn. Let's give it a whirl. This is one of my favorite songs I think I've heard on this show. It's a jam. And like, honestly, the entire soundtrack 
is this good? It's composed by, let me see what I wrote down, Yayoi Wachi and Siren Okamoto. Yeah, Saru Okamoto. We're terrible at this. <laughs> but hey, we're trying, and that's what's important. Yeah, no, this is cool. It sounds, this is such like a 90s, like, R&B jam, you know? Like, I'm imagining, like, a group of dancers in the music video. Yeah, now I gotta do it. Hey girl, what you doing up here? Oh yeah, in hold, the on, labyrinth, hold on, come on. Here we in go. the labyrinth in the sky. Hey girl, what you doing here? <laughs> hey girl, labyrinth in the sky. <laughs> hey girl, what you doing here? Are you lost without me? Are you lost without me, baby? That's good. This is gonna happen. I'm gonna write it. I'm gonna note to self, write song with this. You're going to kill everyone who's listening to this. They can't hit Oh no, this is perfect. I mean, this is like a it's like Janet Jackson. No, you could write a song over this. No, beat. This is a Paula Abdul jam. Opposites attract. Yeah, led to the labyrinth. I wonder what came first. Do you think maybe maybe Paula Abdul? Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul. I'm pretty sure she came before Magic Knight Rare. Are you, do you think so? I'm, I know so. <laughs> I don't know. That's not even a question. Like, no, we gotta look at the dates later on, because maybe she was influenced by this. Maybe she was really into these... <laughs> you these were really Sega open Sa- on this Yeah, one. no, maybe she played a lot of Sega Saturn um, anime RPGs. If anything, I was I'm say, assuming this is an RPG, right? <laughs> it is. It's, <laughs> okay. it's an action RPG. It's uh, you running around with the three girls from Magic Knight Rares at the same time, and you switch between them to determine which one you're controlling in the front. I don't believe they can attack oh, outside so, of your influence. So if you the, weren't controlling, if you weren't using the lead girl, the lead singer, and any stop, other don't be little like other, that. The they, were, singers. they were cool. No, no, girls. no. I'm, 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 uh, I'm impressed with their singing. Hikaru, Umi, and Fu. That was their name. Okay, I still remember that. And one had fire control, one had water control, and one had wind control. Wind slash thunder because that, you know they have to do that. Looks like it has that clamp style where like these super long. Well, that's legs. why. Is it clamp? It's clamp. Oh, okay. How about that? It's got these super long legs and these gigantic eyes. Yep, that's a hundred percent clamp. But it's an awesome, awesome game. I never got to watch the anime or read the manga, but. The game does a very good job of conveying their personalities because mm. they all have diary entries. So I forgot about that. That's what's awesome about it. Every time you do a um, story segment in the game, each character writes in their diary about the event. And they all talk about the same event, but they talk about it in the way they would talk about it. So their personality shines through on how they describe the event they just experienced. And it's all fully voiced. It's really good. It's Not just bad. it's a fantastic, unfortunately hard to find Saturn game. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these look seem that way. I, well, Sega Saturn, right? There's a lot of those games are rare now, right? Yeah, but this is amongst the the holy trio, I believe. I like <laughs> to call it. There might be more than three games. I think there's actually maybe four, but I think those people are lying. But the four like of the big rare games or within the series, they're the rare games. Basically, uh, when the series when the system was starting to fade, um, there were a couple games that were getting released that got low prints. That's here's definitely more than three, because I'm thinking about more than that right now, but it was like Burning Rangers was one. Uh, Planets of Dragoon Saga is another. Yeah, that's one that's sought after. What about Marvel Capcom? That was pretty big, right? Or no, no, no. It no, was no, no. X-Men. Yeah, but that was out. That came out when the system was doing fine, so oh, that okay. game got printed. Realize. These are games that came out at the end of the system's yeah, life. I remember you needed like a RAM like upgrade thing to make yeah. that play better, yeah. Yeah, it was a, the, the 32 meg RAM cart. Yeah. But um, what was it? The other ones were Albert Odyssey was another one that people claim is one. Oh, okay. Um, this one. And I feel like I'm... Oh, Shining Force 3. That was the other one. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't realize there was a third one for the... Uh, was that also Matoy Sakuraba? Yeah, I believe so. Cool. I'll have to check out that soundtrack. Love me some Matoy. As you should. If you weren't... Dun, dun, if you did dun. not give you the look. Not the snake dun, look either. Dun, the other look. Dun, dun. Labyrinth in the sky. We need to move on because you're about to go hip hop again. No, I. This is there's no there's no there's no rap bridge in this song. This is all. God, I love that. It's really good. I could listen to this all day long. Well, we should see how long I listened to it when I decided I wanted this track. 
All right, I'm, I am reluctantly pulling this track down. <laughs> so good. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, here we go. Now, this is really like one of my favorite tracks <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Just let it go. No. Let it go. I'm turning it up. <laughs> Even this part here, it's like, oh, that keyboard. All right, I'm pulling it down. It's okay. You can listen to it later. I don't want to let go. I don't want to let go. <laughs> let it go. I don't want to let go. That should be the name of the song. There you go. There's your R&B hook right there. There's don't want to let go, girl. All right, I'm turning it down. <laughs> All right, it's down. It's done. Okay, now it's time for the bonus round. Finally, bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bonus round is the part of the show where we play remixes and covers based on today's theme. Today's theme is... Sky stages, sky and air, air stages, like airy, fluffy sky stages. Delicious popcorn stages. <laughs> I keep saying sky stages. So I found, um, I found a really great uh, jazz, uh, jazz ensemble called J, the J Music Ensemble, and they did a cover of the classic Sonic 2 song, Sky Chase. Um, and this is uh, a live recording of, of them playing this track. This is the only recording I have. And um, it's just fantastic. Again, this is from the J Music Ensemble called Sky Chase. I hope you enjoy it. It'll take you, uh, take you on a journey. So let's get into it. Thank you. 
I love, love that song. So that was Sky Chase by the J Music Ensemble um, with Patrick Bartley on the tenor saxophone. That was freaking superb. I'm sitting here like it went on for a while and it, it kind of hit me. I know where I'm, I'm looking up Pokemon <laughs> and like trying to build a stuff, come up with a good bill for a Therothor. And I look over at Rob out of nowhere and go, no, 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 I'm still listening to it. I'm still digging this, but it's just, oh, yeah. you just it, lose yourself in that song. Man. Exactly. And man, did I lose myself in that track? That was stupid. I, oh, I, I love that. I, I love uh, jazz music when it's recorded live too, because everyone's kind of like cheering each other on. And there's like the, the, the crowd really gets, gets into it. It's just so much fun. And that I love the piano solo, like about three quarters of the way through. It's just so, so good. That bad boy, you, you outdid yourself when you yeah. found that track. Oh man. I just, I ran into, it. I'm so glad I just ran into it. It's, so often I just run into these amazing artists and, and this is one of them. So, uh, the J music ensemble, you can find them at, uh, facebook.com slash J music, I believe. It's, um, no, I'm sorry. It's uh, facebook.com slash jmusicband, and you can also see them at jmusicband.com. Uh, just fantastic stuff. Really good. Go to their SoundCloud also. Um, you could find, they have a lot of lot of great music. Not all not all just uh, video game covers, too. It's just really, really great stuff. All right. Um, so, Pernell, what you got for us? I got to follow that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, that's all good. I'm it's not going to knock it. No, no, no. Who am I kidding? I actually a, was a good track, too. You did. This is not a competition. This is not a competition. But I got to follow that. <laughs> stuff. No, for real, though, I did yeah. choose a really good track. I think everyone here will enjoy it mm-hmm. and will dig it. Okay. It is by a man who goes by the name Kyle AB5000. <laughs> and the track is a remix also, to me, is like an iconic Sonic Sky track. Oh yeah, the Sky Sanctuary stage. Yes, is this Sonic Two also? This is like, this is this is where you, this is where you end up after the Sky Chase scene, right? No, sir. Oh. This is Sonic and Knuckles. Oh, after, right. You know, basically at right. the end of the Sonic part. I think it's. I mean, I could be wrong here too, but I believe it was at the end of the Sonic part, Sonic Three part. Mm. But if I am wrong, then it was just a stage and at that's the amazing. end of Sonic and Knuckles. I played that so much, but like Sonic the Sky two, Sanctuary is where the Master Emerald is located. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So a Sky Sanctuary. Yes, sir. Let's give this one a listen.
<laughs> I love that ending. That was really cool. It's a good track. Yeah, that is, um, it's called It's Not Yellow Enough! Exclamation. <laughs> um, by Kyle AB5000 featuring Charlotte LPS, um, Madeline Ross on the violins on that little uh, second part there. So good. Yeah, that was really good. I really, uh, I thought it was mixed really well, and I thought it was just like, I, thought, I liked the speed of it, you know, it just was really, really moving. I like it kept, I like that it had multiple change ups throughout the song. Yeah, because it's kind of a repetitive track on its own, but this really, I think, kind of explored it a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And thank you for both of you for putting together this phenomenal tune. Yes. That. Again, like it's like Rob mentioned earlier, he didn't want to choose Sky Chase as one of his main tracks because <laughs> it's Sonic, and we all know Sonic. But doesn't mean we can't pull a good remix up. Yeah, I mean, if I feel like a lot of the more popular tunes, we're going to be able to find like covers and remixes for them, and, and usually find some like something really different. Um, so yeah, you can find his find his music at SoundCloud.com slash Kyle AB five thousand or YouTube uh, Kyle AB five thousand. We'll have. Um, links to all of the uh, track information, artist information on our website, rhythmandpixels.com. And you can find all that info there and, you know, check them out, download their music, listen to their tunes and get into it. Get part of the community. Thank you for joining us today on episode 5-6 of Rhythm and Pixels, our focus on sky stages and air-themed things. Yes, <laughs> air-themed <laughs> things, especially the air-themed things. And the best 90s R&B jam ever. Oh, dear Lord! Ever. <laughs> it will stick with him forever. Now you have to get the entire OST and love it. Was, was that similar music to the anime? I never saw the anime. That's the problem. Like I've huh. never seen the anime or read the manga. I always had an interest in them. It's not like I didn't want to see them. Just never got around to it. But this game was... I enjoyed the living day as I played it straight through. So, And I liked the story that took place in the game. So it would stand to reason that I would like the anime too. Even if it would probably have you know the lovey-dovey insanity at his <laughs> clamp. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think I'd still probably like the game, the official anime, too. So based on that recommendation, I would say give it a view. Right. Well, coming up, we have um, we have a few episodes, and then we have some special episodes and some special guest episodes I'm really looking forward to doing. Um, so we're going we're gonna to plan those out and, and announce those on our Facebook page. But if you would like to contact us, maybe um, send us a message if you have some ideas for new episodes or if you know any other maybe remix or cover artists and you'd like for them to be showcased on the show we'd love to hear it send us an email rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com and for more information on the show and full track listing go to our website rhythmandpixels.com um, if you'd like to find, to learn more about our show or just to kind of get involved in the, in the discussion about the music check us out on Facebook Twitter or Instagram at Rhythm and Pixels, and um, and we're also a Patreon-supported podcast. So if you'd like to, you know, if you like what you're hearing, and you'd like to maybe uh, send a send a couple bucks our way to just help us keep the lights on and the and the file storage running, it's Patreon.com/slash Rhythm and Pixels. I guess dough would be okay too if you have to have some yeah, dough, have some dough, uh, or if you're from the UK, we'll take a few quid. <laughs> I love how that was that wasn't even the joke I intended, <laughs> but it still worked and kept going. I was thinking like deer. But uh, a Pernell only accepts Gil. I do. Oh or no, Zenny. I'm okay with Zenny. Okay, some Zennies. I'm okay with Zenny. Get that Zenny. What's um what's Mega Man use, right? That's Zenny. Oh that was Zenny, okay. I couldn't remember. That's like the uh Capcom currency. So Breath of Fire uses Zenny. Oh Mega Man Legends uses Zenny. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize it was it was cross. Um, all those games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think when Street Fighter V came out, the original 
fight money, the money that you earned for winning matches was called Zenny also. Oh, really? Yeah, but they changed it to fight money, which I think is I, I think is a cooler term, but... It takes the personality away. Zenny was their thing. Now it's fight money. No, I like that because like it, there's like you've got fight money on the line. You know, you got to earn that money. Although like really you're after the league points, but the fight like it's fight money. What you're telling me, you can't picture somebody getting all upset, getting like aggressively. Yo, where's my Zenny at? I I can hear you saying it. You better give me my Zenny. <laughs> Where my Zenny? I send you with my wife keeps asking me, where the Zenny money? The Zenny. Where it at? Bring it home. <laughs> I promised her that vacation. I need that Zenny. I need that Zenny. Zenny down. <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, I got to go and earn that Zenny for Purnell. That's right. I need my Zenny. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, this has been episode 5-6 of the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I've been... Rob Nichols. And I'm getting my Zenny. <laughs> also Purnell. Um, Thanks for listening. Have a good night. And remember, at all, this is probably the most hokey thing I could think of, but hey. Do it. Sky's the limit. <laughs> Never feel as though you are limited to your surroundings to accomplish that which you need to do to excel at that which you wish to excel at. The sky is a limit, and you can also break the sky. <laughs> Get to space. You won't be able to breathe up there. But hey, whatever. Do what you gotta do to make your dreams come true.